Hello and welcome to the We Are History podcast. My name is John O'Farrell and I am joined by... Angela Barnes. Thank you for coming to my house, Angela, to record these. I know it's a schlep for you, but you brought your puppy. That's all right. I've got little Tina the Cockapoos with me. Fantastic. She keeps her company in the car. Now, this she podcast, hasn't pooed on your carpet yet. She hasn't so yet. No, you'll hear, you'll hear a squeal if she does. <laughs> So we are History Podcast. Uh, we're there to seek out the funny stories in history, the quirky little backwaters, yeah. anything that amuses us or interests us. And we thought there's not much things funnier than the Black Death. Oh, 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 <laughs> the, half of Europe died. It's hilarious. <laughs> the bubonic plague, the sheer scale and consequence of it. And it was like a page in the history books. You know, you, yeah. you just sort of would be flicking through it and go, oh, and then 1349, the Black Death struck and half of Europe was wiped out. Next page, the war, the hundred years war. Well, go back a bit, go back a bit. Europe. And so, yeah, they, um, this really is, it really is about the worst thing ever to happen in history. Yeah. Um, you know, you learn all about the Vikings and the, learn about the Blitz and you learn about uh, the Romans, but nothing devastated Europe like the small flea uh, on the back of the black rat. Uh, I mean, you say that, we've got Nigel Farage. Well, Nigel so, Farage, possibly um, worse. So that's why I wanted to talk about it a bit more. I've read a couple of books on it. Uh, the mm -hmm. point of this podcast is we read the books so you don't have to. Uh, so you're, this is a little obsession of yours, isn't it? Well, yes. I think, well, I was writing my history book, which I know I go on about, but I did write a history of uh, Britain and it was like something that I had to stop and read a lot about. And I thought, my God, this is a really big deal. Of course yeah. it is. Imagine half the people you know dying. Yeah. That's pretty grim. And, and, this, that and this went across class boundaries. It went yes, across, you it know. Did. It did. It was not, the royalty were not as affected as uh, as the, as much as the ordinary people. But yeah, yeah it did It did go, it was, you know, the, the flea did not uh, discern. So uh, you say, the let's start from the, because I think people think Black Death, they think rats. Yes. But it's actually the flea on the rat. Well, the flea actually came originally, for, uh, lived on marmots. Right. So it's are they monkeys? No, marmots are like oh, little marmots. lemming type, sort of uh, meerkat type things. Oh, okay. Little what like rodents. Think they were monkeys. Macaques, maybe you think macaques, of macaques. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. But yeah. uh, no, the marmots were like little uh, things in sort of Mongolia, little sand, uh, little rodents. And right. they had these fleas. And I think these the fleas got onto rats, the black rat. Right. Do you know what the Latin name for black rat is? No. Blackus ratus. No, it is. It's ratus ratus. It was a, <laughs> Brilliant. Ratus ratus. <laughs> it's great. Late, it was late on a Friday afternoon at the, <laughs> the, on the, 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 the office of animal naming. And um, so a little ratus ratus uh, spread all spread along the Silk Road. The tradesmen came from Mongolia through uh, uh, Kazakhstan. So the Silk Road, of course, for anyone who doesn't know, being the sort of route of um, the, the trading merchandise route. from the China. east to the yeah to the west. So it came through west. sort of the stands, you know, Kazakhstan and all those mm. places. Eventually to Turkey in that area. This disease turns up the first time uh, in Constantinople in 1347. That's modern day Istanbul, of course. And then to the Mediterranean ports. And um, it was uh, first at the siege of Kaffa, the Mongol army were besieging that uh, Kaffa and they try and get them to give up on the inside. They catapulted infected corpses over the wall. Which is <laughs> so they like, knew the corpses were infected. Yeah, and they, so it's, it's very primitive and early germ warfare. It's like, <laughs> Perhaps we should say, like, how... How the Black Death manifested. Yes, like, like, yes. It, it, it's bubonic plague. It's also known as yeah. So the bu the bubos, the bubos, which were these like pus and blood filled swellings. Sacks yeah, the swelling. size of an egg. Imagine a hard boiled egg coming up in your groin. Yeah, and if you so groin or armpit, was it lymph nodes? Yeah, basically, yeah, it's groin or armpit. It? You would uh, get the swelling. You would get fierce headache, nausea, vomiting. 
if you punctured the uh, the bubo, it would weep pus, pus and, and blood. blood. And yum, yum, yum. It was just very hard to get invited to parties once you were, <laughs> once you're in that stage. Well, you could imagine, couldn't you? If you if that you know you noticed one little swelling under your arm, and you'd just be all yeah. what that? Oh, nothing. I'm just I'm just carrying this egg. Yeah, my yeah. Mom. Well, that was um, the thing. I mean, once once it got to and it got well, it got to England in. Um, June 1348, it arrived in Weymouth on a boat down in Dorset there. And then it moved up to sort of Gloucestershire and eventually to Oxford and then London. Um, And it was so infectious and so devastating, you know, that people would uh, conceal a family member who had it. Uh, They wouldn't tell the authorities. Um, People were paranoid about catching it. So they didn't know what caused it. Of course, they didn't know that it was off the back of a flea. Uh, They thought it was bad air. Right, that caused this because, of course, I mean we're talking 14th century. Yes, so you haven't got, um, you know, the, the medical profession as it is. No, you haven't no. got. No, no, we're talking. You know, let's just to put it in context. It's Edward the yeah. Third, uh, hundred years, middle of the Hundred Years' War, yeah. um, uh, before Chaucer. Uh, so you know, spelling was terrible. Personal <laughs> hygiene even worse, and uh, you know. It took a year or two to get across England, but yeah. uh, by 1349, 30 or 40% of the population were, were dropping dead. Yeah. And um, so you can imagine what that did. As I say, they thought it was caused by bad air. They right. thought glancing at someone could make you uh, catch it. So wow. you had to avoid the glance of anyone who you thought was infected. One French courtier uh, to the king said it was caused by the conjunction of three planets. So that was a pretty tough horoscope that morning. (laughs) Jupiter is in line with Mars. So half the population of Europe is going to (laughs) die. Is that just is that just Aries or? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They didn't know about germs, but they did work out it was really infectious. So they invented quarantine. Well, they 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 advanced the idea of quarantine. The uh, ships at Dubrovnik in modern day Croatia. They had to. They said you had to stay there. On the boat for 40 days. Oh, hence quarantine. 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 That's where we get that from. So if you had the fever and the vomiting of blood and, you know, you would be dead in two to seven days. Imagine if someone in your family gets it. Yeah. What? Mm. Yeah. So you you put them in a room and, you you know, uh, you've shared a room with your uh, farm animals and your chickens. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't have many rooms to isolate somebody. You didn't have a conservatory back then. There was no no cane furniture. Put them in a room, (laughs) shut the door. Well, Feed them pizza, li- literally, it. put them in a put them in a room. Chuck food at them. Yeah, don't look at them because you might get at it. God, so yeah. they're crying out for help, and you're not even sure that listening to them or seeing them will. Uh, you don't know you what it die. is that's causing yeah. it. And then, mm. but then you don't want anyone you know to know that they're ill because you'll be completely ostracised. Mm. So you know, everyone's in the streets. Have has Bill? I haven't seen Bill around for much. And oh, <laughs> he's, 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 he's just uh, he's having a lie down. Um, <laughs> what happened was the clergy who did tend to the sick and dying, became more infected than most others. So that right, the, the, yeah. the, 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 um, it Although was... I, I did read in something I was reading that, that sort of higher up the church yeah. go, they, they tended to, um, it was the bishop of somewhere, I can't remember where, was um, in Avignon when it hit England. And he just sort of stayed there. Right, <laughs> just right okay. Thought, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait okay. this one out. Yeah, um, the south of France, the, some of the parts of south of France, the, the, the death toll was 70 to 80%. So, yeah, yeah. so it does depend on the weather and the uh, the, the heat and all that. Um, the, the, what, presumably at that time uh, as well, people would have thought that 
this is God's doing, right? Absolutely. This, a time Absolutely. when they would have, so yeah. presumably would have turned to the clergy and would have. Yeah, well, the thing was, they thought this is God's doing, but then they looked at the clergy all dying in greater numbers yeah. than themselves and went, God is angry with the clergy mm. and we're not listening to them anymore. Yeah. And so with death so ever present uh, and with, you know, you, you're thinking, well, tomorrow I die. Yeah. This became, there was a complete breakdown of the sort of moral code. People yeah. were having uh, orgies in graveyards, particularly in graveyards, as a sort of defiance. <laughs> really stick it to no, them. No, no, yeah. but to sort of to defy death. Yeah. And they were getting drunk and partying, disobeying law and all the laws and orders and just saying to hell with it, getting drunk again in graveyards a lot. And um, all the um, local sort of sheriffs and uh, uh, forces of law and order couldn't do anything. Half of them were dying. Yeah. And the other half... Half of them were partying. Half, well, the other half were fleeing. So yeah. if you had a, had a chance to get out to the countryside and away from built-up areas, you would. And if the clergy's would. breaking down because yeah. there's nothing there to... I, I Another thing I read that I thought was interesting was, so they allowed, for the first time ever, they allowed lay priests yes. to take confession. And then they went one step further. I, they let women do it. Can you imagine? That's how what bad things mean? have got. That's how bad things got. They let <laughs> yeah. women take confession. I know. Yes. Whatever, uh, Nick. It was, God surely was punishing the earth. Yes. Um, but so, yes, there was lots of drunkenness, lots of public sex. It was like Romford on a Saturday night. Hey. Uh, um, the rejection of the clergy meant new sort of forms of religiosity sprung up. So right. across Europe, there was this wonderful thing called the flagellants. Right. Do, do you know anything flagellants. about the flagellants? These guys would uh, strip to their waist and have really sharp uh, whips with which they whip themselves parading through towns saying that they must take the punishment for their sins and the sins of the world so that God would forgive them and drive away the black death. Um, And the established church tried to suppress this and say it was ungodly and not biblical. But people really responded to it and would turn out to see these people flagellate themselves um, um, as the, the, so the idea being that they'd absorb the sin, literally, because they would uh, try and catch the blood off their uh, whips because oh. they had metal metal razor bits put in their whips, and they'd go several. Sometimes you couldn't get the sharp spikes out of their own backs. Oh, the God. blood would spray, and they say here in this book I read, it said the women would gather and try and catch the blood in their shawls and then rub it on their faces as they weeped. Oh my God! So. We're talking some pretty heavy, heavy new religions here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, And I guess desperation drives exactly. you to try anything, right? I exactly. Mean... So desperation also meant that the outcasts of society were very much uh, in danger more than ever before. Mm. So the Jews in particular uh, were... Um, of course, of course or, people thought it was the Jews. Jews. Yeah, so they... Um, some said they were accused of using the blood of Christian children in their ceremonies. I don't know how many Jewish people you know, but not, only a few of them do that. Yeah, it's not all of them. Come uh, on, guys. David Schneider and David Baddiel. I've seen, <laughs> they, I have seen them using the blood of Christian children in their uh, uh, ceremonies. But beyond, just apart from those two, I don't uh, think of any others. No. Um, but anyway, so... Uh, I'm keeping very quiet. Well, uh, so there, were, there was uh, persecution, massacre, uh, massacres of Jews in Strasbourg. Maybe worse in, worse in mainland Europe, I think. Uh, Strasbourg mm. and in uh, Nuremberg of all places which is uh, uh, well, which that could never happen again could no. it so that persecution was, uh, of Jews yeah. in Germany um, the bad air was also blamed on uh, tanners you know because their work uh, uh, created such a bad smell uh, oh, as in uh, the, uh, yeah. leather Yeah, not, not this tanning yeah. salon. No, yeah. It's not, not the electric beach, Angela. Yeah, not my Sancho Pay wasn't causing it. Oh, no. No, tanners as in leather workers, you know. <laughs> um, uh, prostitutes were blamed and uh, people, uh, anyone uh, handling offal, because that's right. particularly smelly. And then, of course, some blamed sodomy. 
our old friend. Got a lot to answer for. Because, because the pestilence was God's punishment. So in Florence, uh, thousands were accused of sodomy and mm. magistrates uh, had to be married as a precaution. Uh, yeah, because that definitely um, yeah. precludes sodomy if you're married. Yeah. That, everyone knows that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in that first few years, um, they reckon 40 to 50% of the population of Europe died uh, in about... That's insane. It, it, you yeah. sort of, it's like you say, hot. in the page of the history book, you read yeah. it, go 40 to 50% of the... Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that's that, insane. It is insane. They had, you know, um, mass graves. I mean, just to process that many dead people was impossible. Well, yeah, just to clear up the... Yeah, yeah. Is that where they bring out your dead? That's sort of, I think, where the what Python were inspired yeah. by. They're sort of, uh, he's not dead yet. Oh, he's, he'll be dead in a minute, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can yeah. remember my dad when I was little... And uh, my pet rabbit died. Aww. Yeah, it was very, I was about seven. And um, we had a, a sort of burial in the garden. For <laughs> Fox digs it out next week. And, um, well, sorry, and my dad sorry, genuinely sorry. What had... What was your rabbit had, called? We had a little bell on the side and my dad picked it up and rang it. I was going, bring out your dead. Did it? <laughs> my mum brought the rabbit <laughs> was out. was taking the mickey. I was seven. I was so upset. Oh, God. My, uh, my daughter got a rabbit when she was 11. And she said, can I have a rabbit? Can I have a rabbit? Of course, rabbits live for like 10 years or 12 yeah, yeah. years. So it, she went off to university, she went off to Australia. <laughs> we still got this bloody rabbit in the garden. It had this, it had this uh, growth finally on its side, like the size of a grapefruit. And so, so I took it down to the Is vet. Is it bubonic plague? It probably was. <laughs> so that's what Nibble's got. Nibble's got the plague. It was a bubo. Anyway, oh. we took it down to the vet in Battersea and uh, they said, I think it's probably the end for nibbles and i was like yeah yeah yeah. jackie's on a double yellow line so they took me into the they took me into the thing and they said they took me into this little room with a sofa and said um if you want to have a little bit of time with nibbles uh, and i'm like oh shit and so get out my phone read twitter uh send jackie a text because you better get a parking space because you're gonna get a ticket and then they come in after about five minutes goes are you okay? Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, <laughs> and then they sent me this bloody uh, poem uh, about the Rainbow Bridge where animals will Oh, I've will heard go. about this Rainbow Bridge yeah, poem, and you get, yeah. I'll be getting to see nibbles in the next life where the grass is long and animals play well, and they're fit again. Too. Yeah, so my attitude to death with nibbles was, you know, uh, perhaps not quite what Europe's <laughs> was in 1349. But uh, I feel I've been there. I feel I've come close to... The plague, what yeah. with uh, having that big tumour on the side. R.I.P. Nibbles. Nibble. And um, Flopsy was yours? Flopsy was my first. My second bunny um, was called Pinky. It was an albino. Okay. It had little pink eyes. Yeah. And um, my friend had its brother, who was called Perky. Oh, yeah. And cool. so we Pinky and Perky. But Pinky um, died. He got a really nasty abscess on his tooth and antibiotics and stuff wouldn't treat it. And it was in 1987. Right. And he died at the end of September, 1980, no, beginning of October, 1987. Right. And we lived in Kent at right. the time. And as you'll remember, something that happened in October, 1987 the was crash. the hurricane. Oh, the hurricane and the crash. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, in Kent, we got particularly badly yeah. hit. Pinky died. And two weeks later, a, the hurricane happened and a tree fell and obliterated his hutch. Oh. So had he not been put down peacefully, it would have been a casualty of the 1987 hurricane. My God. I don't go. know how we got into rab death the rabbits from yeah, the death sorry. of half of Europe. But, uh, um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting diversion. So you know some of our some of our English place names. Mm -hmm. you know, Black Heath was a place where they had mass uh, plague pits and buried oh, yeah. people. They basically had to do away with Christian burials because people didn't want to go near the corpses. Right. Yes. Were, just like they were them in a pit. Unless they were just catapulting them over the, the walls of Kaffa. But um, <laughs> there was no way of uh, burying them. Nobody wanted to go near the bodies, and the whole of society broke down. Basically, so 
maybe we should take a break there and uh, yeah, just to check that for a minute. under our arms and in our groins yeah, for any lumps. Yeah. <laughs> check your own job. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and any swellings, um, we'll, we'll let you know after this short break. Hello, welcome back. You're listening to the We Are History podcast and uh, we've been talking about the Black Death, the bubonic plague. Ho, ho. So, yes, lovely. <laughs> Laugh a minute. Ha, ha, ha. Um, so we, we've checked ourselves. We haven't got any buboes, little pus-filled things in your lymph nodes that demonstrate that you've got the bubonic plague. So we've talked about sort of what it was like to have uh, the plague, what it yeah. was like f- to have someone in your family with the plague and, and the fact that we, you know, wiped out, we, I didn't, nothing to do with me, yes, but, but that 40% of Europe was yeah. wiped out. But what did that mean? Because that's going to have a massive effect on society, right? Absolutely. I mean, Half the population yeah. just disappeared. So Europe was still really uh, under the sort of economic uh, system of serfdom where right. uh, the, the, the agricultural laborers were tied to their village and the land of their lord and master. And that depended on a certain number of workers per farm, per yeah. estate, per lordship. But by 1400, uh, serfdom was completely extinct in Britain. Yeah. It was... Uh, Many would date the beginnings of modern capitalism from this era. So that's when labor became a commodity to buy and sell. Yeah. Uh, when you could say, well, I go work for that guy for more. He needs me more than you, you know, than you can suddenly pay me. the laborers had, yeah, had leverage, some leverage you know? and power, right? Yeah. And, and could. Um, yeah. And for the landowners. They were in competition with each other for workers. Yeah. So, and, and as from what I read, the um, as the price of labor went yeah. up, actually what they got for their produce went down. Right. You know, so the cost of living went down as the so, wages rose. So you get into a situation where the landowners have yeah. to work out if it's feasible yeah. to farm their land. Yeah, which, which so lots of land, you know, uh, fell into, set aside was what they'd call it now. So yes. lots of it, you know, wild, wild. Fallow. Fallow, <laughs> whatever, fallow. So, yeah, so modern capitalism, you could date it from this era. I'm sure there's a, a very interesting three-hour Socialist Workers' Party lecture in a pub above you. <laughs> this isn't it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you could either go to that or just go and see a, a rom-com instead. But um, <laughs> So, yeah, suddenly servants were just demanding higher wages and uh, yeah. they were the, the gentry were shocked and offended that uh, the arrogance of the peasants for asking for more money and, being able, to, and being able to get it. Yeah. And um, this sort of uh, changed the relations between servant and master. The authorities tried to legislate to, to, to hold wages down to pre-plague levels. Uh, they tried to go against the market, which um, it didn't really work. So in mm. 1349, Edward III passed the Ordinance of Labourers Fixing Wages, and it was reinforced by Parliament's passing of the Statute of Labourers in 1351. Uh, and they were sort of enforced, but the fact they kept passing these laws made it pretty clear it wasn't working. Yeah. So they had very repressive measures to, uh, to enforce them. And this, you know, down the years led to uprisings all across Europe. Yeah. Uh, the Peasants' Revolt in 1381. What Tyler? What, you know what Tyler's job was? No, I feel like I did, but I can't remember. He was a Tyler. No, he was He was. Not. That's why he's called what Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was up from your manor, wasn't he? He was up from Kent. He was Kent. Yeah. He? What yeah. time? We have what Tyler way in yeah, they, yeah, he yeah. Came, he was a bit of an old ruffian, actually. I yeah, mean, well, he, it was from Kent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they came up the old Kent Road and um, stormed the tower and released all the prisoners and drank all the booze and yeah. killed lots of people. We call uh, that Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, but this was, you know, sort of really a direct result of the economic changes yeah. you know, brought about by the Black Death. The Peasants' Revolt has been sort of built up in modern times because it speaks to democracy and the mm. rights. It was a 
Richard II had bought in a poll tax, which is never a good idea. Margaret Thatcher tried it. Henry VIII tried it. But, <laughs> when will um, they ever they learn? They will never learn. So, um, so the peasants' revolt did not, not come out of somebody trying to collect. I can't remember what. Uh, oh, this is another episode. Yeah, it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. That, but, but yeah, but um, the um, no, when it all went wrong, it was quite funny because they all. But Richard II was a teenage boy and he rode out to meet the mob oh. with chainmail under his shirt. And. Um, <laughs> And he just said, yeah, all right, all your demands. They basically demanded everything, like the yeah, abolition of all laws and church <laughs> lands. He went, okay, you're not just saying that, are you? I've agreed to your demands. What do you want? So they all got home to their missus and it's like, well, they agreed to all our demands. Yeah. Oh, you got this in writing, did you? Oh, well, oh. it wasn't really, I'm not sure if anyone had a pen. Um, it wasn't really like read. that. Uh, so what, have they started to invent them? Oh, look, why can't you just say, well done? Why do you always have to see the negative side? Of course, actually, what Tyler was decapitated, his head was put on a spike and the mm -hmm. uh, the mob was ruthlessly put down. But it was an interesting sort of episode in history. But back then, it wasn't seen as particularly significant. It sort of gained in significance yeah. over the centuries. Shakespeare doesn't put it in his play of Richard II. It's no. not, not of any interest to them back then, they I think. suppose sort of rioting yeah. was kind of just something that happened, right? And yeah, yeah, maybe. Was... I mean, I think these things were probably quite common. We've yeah, we, yeah. we built this one up, I think. Yeah. But anyway, so you've got the, the, the law and order breaking down, not just because of the lack of people to enforce it, but... Yeah, I mean, there's no police force, There's no, there, there's no police force for, for centuries yet, but there used to be the sort of local sheriffs and, and volunteers. Mm. Um, but, uh, but because the gentry became so impoverished mm. through losing their land and losing their serfs yeah they took on roles such as mp or jp or uh magistrate so that's how you had members of the gentry sort of moving yeah. into they, they those did, roles and they did this to get money yeah to take bribes to get because, because <laughs> they were the intent of being corrupt uh because that was the only way they could get uh, lots of money was to, uh, yeah. to get it in these official positions on the other hand there was uh, increased piety uh, and lots of Cambridge colleges were founded just around this period, in about a five-year period. There's, uh, I think, Corpus Christi and a couple of other religious colleges. Other long-term effects, it hastened the arrival of what we would start to recognise as English. Right. Um, you'd lost the uh, French scholars and the Latin scholars were all dying in their yep. groaning with marvellous French accents and perfect Latin grammar. <laughs> uh, mortis, just uh, we, <laughs> just we uh, more... No, so they were all... Uh, so it allowed native languages yes, to... Yes, right. So, the, yes, it allowed the native languages to merge and sort of uh, a Norman French and Anglo-Saxon English sort of started to merge into the language yeah. that we recognise uh, with Chaucer's... Chaucer, yeah. So Chaucer was a little kid when this was all kicking off. And then across the landscape, you know, whole villages were abandoned. Um, wolves... You know, huge increase in the wolf population because they weren't wolves being put, in, wolves in, in the suburbs. You know, yeah. Um, in Paris, they were on the outskirts of Paris, and wow. uh, um, because you just think how wildlife must have suddenly flourished again if you. Yeah, because presumably the they weren't affected. No, their wolves didn't catch it. No, the rats were supposed to die. Yeah, the ratus ratus, the black rat that we have. Um, <laughs> little ratus ratus. It is a cartoon character, isn't it? Ratus. You know the brown rat, which replaced the black rat. That's ratus norvegicus. Oh, that's they. They, they, they named it after the Stranglers album. It's a, the person doing it was a massive Stranglers fan, <laughs> and they said, oh, "I'm going to name it after my favourite album." And um, so the brown rat, I think, replaced the black rat. And right. When I was a kid, I learned that the that was the reason that the plague sort of died away because it didn't live on the brown rat, but it did live on. It the did black live rat. on the black rat. I don't know if that's true because I've not read that in any of these books I've got here, Paul. Right. Up, which I did read, honest. It also um, nudged Europe along the road to the Renaissance. It's like right. uh, questioning, you know, the authority of church and the idea of these Latin texts and everything we had been taught was, you know, sent from God. People started to doubt that because how could God do this? How could he kill 
half my children, half my family. Yeah. And the clergy. And most of the clergy. Yeah. Um, so the year 1349 was a big shock to everyone. Yeah. In, there in was the... um, a thing I read, let me find it, in, and it was something that um, was written in the, it was a Bishop of Durham's, in the manor rolls, and it was just this sentence that, there it is, no tenant came in from West Wickley because they were all dead. Okay. Right. <laughs> just a little matter yeah. of fact yeah. thing. But yeah, there must be entire villages. And there are villages on the sort of ordnance survey now that yeah. they're never, you know, just mounds of earth. And it's an old plague village that, yeah. uh, that sort of never recovered and was never repopulated, yeah. uh, which is bizarre. Scotland looked at England being... Um, Everyone died in the Black Death and went, well, this is the perfect time to invade. Yeah. They're all dying because God is so angry with them, but he's not angry with us. So if yeah, we, invade, we invade England now, all their possessions will be ours. Their, yeah. their clothes, their, their rat-infested bales <laughs> of hay will be ours. Um, and sometimes in history... What could possibly go wrong? Yes, sometimes in history, you just want to go back and put people straight on a few basics, I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, after 1349, you thought, oh God, that was terrible. Mm. And then it would come back again. There were successive waves. It was about every 20 years or so, there'd be another wave of bubonic right. plague. It's like flared trousers, really. <laughs> you, think, you, think, you think it's out of the way and it's in the past, but it and comes back again. Come back. That was a particularly galling discovery that, mm. uh, that it was a permanent fixture. Uh, and it right through, right up into the times of Charles II, the Great yeah. Plague of London in 1665. Yeah, yeah. So for centuries. Uh, for centuries. So remember when... Um, Guy Fawkes and the um, the a plot. The Parliament was opening late there because there'd mm. been an outbreak of plague in London. So it was a it was a recurrent thing throughout down the centuries that uh, uh, it hasn't gone away. There was an outbreak in um, the nineteenth century in China. Right, that was when they actually identified the the bacteria. Yeah, um, they called it Yersinia pestis, uh, which was named after the uh, French Swiss bacteriologist Alexandre Yersin. So he's, uh, he must be very pleased to have uh, that bug named after him that killed half the population. So, and when was the last outbreak? Well, I think it's uh, the 19, quite in our lifetime, there was an outbreak in rural India. This is, I think, in the 21st century. Wow. Uh, oh, no, 1990s. 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 Bad, isn't it? So presumably it's treatable now. I don't know, actually. I suppose a bit of, uh, antibiotics? Bit of pe penicillin, yeah. yeah. But when you're in rural India... Um, yeah, maybe not as easy to get hold of. But suddenly all the airlines were saying, we're not flying to India and you, you can't. Uh, and they closed off all of India. Right. Um, whereas bits of Pakistan, which were much nearer this particular region of India, was yeah. not a factor at all. And actually it's not the, you know, not it's not the virulent disease that it was yeah. uh, all those years ago. Still has this sort of uh, folklore terror, I think, that we react to. Yeah. It's still got this sort of, uh, the well, idea. Black death. I mean, they're death. two words that yeah. are loaded. Yeah. Well, actually, it's a very modern phrase. It was called the Great Pestilence back then. Right. Uh, the 1755, it first appears in the English history books as the Black Death. Right. Um, but, um, you know, that, that sort of, power in our culture of the ring a ring of roses yeah you know, is that down. true because I'm, I'm not sure if that's some people say it's a not. myth that I think that it might, might be one of those QI things when the <laughs> the siren yeah. goes off I think, yeah <laughs> I think it might be but they say it was in the rats they're not sure it was mm. a rat there are people some people who think it might have been um, some sort of Ebola or some oh, sort wow. of anthrax so nobody's completely sure and for example Iceland had the plague but there's never had rats or didn't have rats at that ah. time so it, it took Another 10 years to reach the rural hills of Ireland, you know, because right. uh, uh, travel was so slow and communications were so much slower. Um, but as I say, the, the power of the, the, the notion of this disease can get anyone at any time and there's no cure and you'll be dead within a, a really horrible death within two to five days, yeah. you know, became this terrifying 
Um, I suppose the nearest we've got in our lifetimes to sort of compare it to is when AIDS was first. Yes, and interestingly enough, the um, same sort of reactionary. Yeah, uh, it's because I mean, you're sodomites. Yeah, it's yeah because I know you're... in that case, it, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, pedants. Uh, yeah. It was uh, related to. Um, it was, but it's well, a way of transmitting. Well, sex, that but, was um, one of the ways transmitting, as was blood transfusion or yeah. heterosexual sex or whatever. Yeah. But uh, there was the same sort of moral panic and the idea of. Mm. Um, you know, uh, you are, it's, a, it's God's vengeance. Yeah. Which is amazing that all those centuries later, we're still... Still susceptible to... To that a... sort of moral panic. Yeah. From, from a sort of what God-given plague. Yeah. The gay plague is what they called it, if, if <laughs> everyone remembers. Don't so, die of ignorance. Remember so that's, you know, I think, you know, unless you've read, there's anything else you picked out of no, your... No, I think that's um, a pretty good overview. You you do have this obsession. I do. I mean, let me... I think it's the end of the... Uh, I'd put it down as a good marker for the beginning of the modern age. People say the modern age starts with the discovery of America in 1492 or the fall of uh, Constantinople when the Byzantine Empire fell to the, uh, uh, to the uh, Ottoman Empire in 1453. But if you think the end of serfdom and the trigger for the Renaissance, that's as good a starting point uh, yeah. for, for the modern age of 1349, I'd say is perhaps the most important year in history. Right. Um, so when I was writing my, I wrote a musical uh, in America and where they were say this was set back in Shakespeare's time. It was about writing the very first musical and they were trying to come up with, what should we write our first musical about? And they'd looked at Shakespeare doing all his history plays. So thought, I know where there's a gap. I know. They, they never said, we should the, Black, the Death. Black Death. Let's write it about the Black <laughs> Death. So that's why in my co-written musical, there's a song called Black Death. We Brilliant. should probably play out with Black Death by, by Wayne. And, and it's Ke a toe tapper. I'm singing it it's in my head. As it's, a, it's a by Wayne and Kerry Kirkpatrick. This is from the musical Something Rotten, uh, co-written by me. Uh, this is uh, wearehistory.pol.com. Oh, bless web. you, John. Oh, shall I do the Twitter <laughs> handle? You, you can tweet us on at We Are History. You can see us on Facebook, We Are History Podcast. And you can tweet me at Angela Barnes. And me at Mr. John O'Farrell. We're leaving you with something rotten's laptop. Yeah. What's that coming up the Silk Road out of China? Is killing half of Europe It's the Black Death And it's coming for you It's the Black Death, and it's coming for you.